The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Sitting in for uh, Stink will be uh, joining us for the second half of the show as he's been uh, doing some uh, television back east for uh, Fox Sports 1. The Nuggets lose last night to the Dallas Mavericks who are playing their seventh game in the last 11 days, you'd think that they'd be running on fumes. You'd think that the Nuggets would be able to take advantage. Not the case as the Mavs got it out of road. Oh, and Dallas is going to by two with 16.8 to go. So Bruce Brown had hit a 3-0 just uh, before that to give the Nuggets their first lead of the second half. It was just an uphill slog the whole way. Uh, it looked like they were going to get a, a break when Tim Hardaway missed a couple of free throws with about six seconds left in the game, but they didn't have any timeouts left. Mm. Now, it's funny because Michael Malone has been criticized in the past by fans and media for uh, not using timeouts properly, trying not, to save them for not, the next game. not trying to stop runs. And instead, uh, he, he used some of them enough to the point that he didn't have any left at the end. And Jamal Murray had to try to throw up a heave from a uh, half court that uh, uh, did not ring true. And so the, the Nuggets lose their third in a row. And I, I'm wondering, I brought this up yesterday. Look, don't dismiss the idea that Michael Malone could be in trouble. Mm. When a team is struggling, when a team is not re- playing with energy, when a team is is not playing with a, a lot of intensity and they just seem off, as this Nuggets team does, it would not be the first time that an NHL team or an NBA team midseason fires a coach just to try to light a spark under the players. Yeah, um, I don't think the Nuggets are going to go in that direction with this organization. It's all in. It's We're all in. And I, firing a coach during the middle of the season on an all-in season typically does not happen. Uh, it's consistency. You have to find a way to now, if you're Mike Malone, recognize the fact that Jamal Murray is struggling. We have to get him out of there. It does not matter in the, at the end of the game the fact that you, you cannot rely on Bones Highland because of his defensive efforts. you got to have him in the game because he's on, and he's one of the better players that night. When you look at Aaron Gordon, 27 points in 31 minutes. Well, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic played a combine of 64 minutes last night and only had 30 points between both of them. Those are your two best players. Nikola Jokic, best player in the world in NBA MVP the last two years. Um, Jamal Murray, he's supposed to be this the, the blue arrow. He's supposed to be back, right? He had over 550 days off. He has to find a way to be more consistent. Nikola Jokic has to do the exact same thing and take over in nights like this where you're trailing and all you're doing is trailing the whole second half. Yeah, and, and, and I know, I get it. Uh, you know, guys like Michael Malone ultimately, ultimately be the one that pays, but, you know, you're about guys who are, who are carrying around $200 million contracts. And there was a sequence late in the first half and Reggie Miller was on the, the broadcast on TNT and there was a lazy closeout by Jamal Murray on Luka Doncic. And Miller called him out and good for him. He said, hey, the other night Bones Highland got benched for a lack of defensive intensity. This is a team with championship aspirations. You can't be 
putting that kind of effort or lack of effort out there defensively, and he's he's calling out Murray mm-hmm. at that point. Uh, if you're a team with championship aspirations, and mm-hmm. and I get it, uh, we 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 like to blame the coaching for everything, but come on, you're you're a, you you know what it means to be a pro athlete, and they you're, you're making millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Come on, man, you you got to bring it yourself, and. and- to be honest, how much can we honestly ask Michael Malone to do? We know that he's a defensive-minded head coach. We know that that's very important. We've seen him have guys ride that pine and not play a ton of minutes because of their defensive efforts. So you know it's being preached. You know he wants Jamal Murray to close out and do a better job on Luka Doncic. Jamal knows that, hey, that's one of the best players in the world that could just knock it down and and, and just spot up and hit any jump shot or any three-pointer from anywhere on the court. But yet, it's it's laziness. Let you're not giving full effort. Championship teams, it's it's an every night thing. It's not a sometime thing. It's a every night thing. And Jamal Murray being one of the the two best players on this basketball team, everybody else looks to you. They expect everybody watches you under that microscope. And how are you doing? And when you're doing things, are you getting yelled at? And are people getting mad at you? And oh, they're not. So if you did it, that means I could have a my bad moment. And there's no room for that in any type of professional sports because that's how you lose. Next on the morning brew, we got the update on Nathan McKinnon, and it's uh, it's not great. Uh, was some sort of upper body injury? Look like a rib or a, an oblique injury? Out. Four weeks. So the hits just keep on coming for this Avalanche team. They're right now just clinging to the final uh, playoff spot in the Western Conference. Now, uh, reinforcements are on the way. Gabe Landeskog is skating again. Uh, uh, Valeri Nachuskin is is skating again. But in the meantime, uh, what, what do you do? Do you change the, the style of play? Do you become more defensive-oriented? Do you rely more on goaltending? Certainly, you need to ask more of your your younger players. Uh, JT Comfer, Alex Newhook, Logan O'Connor, guys like that. Hey, man, great opportunity. More ice time. Time to step up. Yeah, all of the above, right? Every single thing that you did, that you just said, Mike, um, you're not going to be able to play how you normally play. All gas, no brakes. You're beating people with your athleticism. Right now, we, we have already taken a big drop off in our ability to win face-offs from last year to this year. So we're not getting those opportunities, quick scoring opportunities as well, where we're able to put the puck on net. So you do have to change your defense, how you approach it. You do have to change how you approach the offense and the shots on net. And, and now it's got to be more about the quality shots. It's got to be maybe that extra pass, that last extra pass to get the goaltender, you know, off balance a little bit where you can squeak one in behind him, get one of those greasy goals. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be tough and, and fit the physical game as well. And it's good because a, a lot of these guys are younger guys, are farm player guys where they could go out there, they could use their bodies. If their bodies, you know, start breaking down, that's perfectly fine. It's not the long haul for these guys. It's just right now. How do we get a win right now? So you do all of that, Mike. Next on the Morning Brew, Russell Wilson and the Broncos kicking off Chiefs Week. Definitely winning is a habit and losing can be one, too, if you let it. Uh, I talked to the guys after in the locker room. And I was just telling them that at the end of the day, there's two things we can control is our attitude and our energy. And if we can control those two things in the midst of the storm, we're going to turn this thing around. We obviously, we've got a lot of ch- tough games, tough challenges coming up, too. So we don't have time to um, sit and sulk. We have time to just get better. So as a player, you know your season's not going anywhere. You know your season is uh, effectively over. 
Is is this one of those games though that that collectively you have no problem getting up for? Is this is this your Super Bowl? Is that the way the the players approach approach a week like this one? So typically, yes. That's how you do it. And when you're on those football teams where, you know, hey, it's one, two, three, Cancun. Guys are starting to pack up early in December. You start seeing that pickup truck, and now all of a sudden it's it's all packed in and it's ready to go. And guys have kind of mentally checked out. But you do look for those silver lions. And, hey, how do we ruin a person's season? And this is a perfect opportunity. You get to play the Kansas City Chiefs twice. You know that that team has punched their postseason. But also, you know that Patrick Mahomes has never never lost to the Denver Broncos. So there's these little silver linings that will allow you to get up. I know the defense is going to be ready to go. The defense could approach it like it's their Super Bowl. But now the offense, it just continues to go get worse and worse and worse. Not being in the red zone all week last week. So I don't know how your mindset is if you're an offensive player knowing that you didn't get to the red zone not once and your defense gave you two takeaways and you only scored nine points last week. One other story in the morning brew to pass along. A big, big uh, signing today in Major League Baseball. Not a surprise. There had been some, some possibilities of flirtation somewhere else, but... Never really thought that Aaron Judge would end up anywhere else but with the New York Yankees. How about this deal? Nine years, $360 million. Great cash, homie. And Orlando, (sighs) unlike those NFL deals that aren't even worth the paper they're printed on, (sighs) this is all $360 million guaranteed. Yeah, you know, baseball, unbelievable. Moments Um, like this when you're... (laughs) Jealous of uh, baseball players and basketball yeah. players. Uh, yes, yes, always have been. Um, God, goodness gracious, I wish somebody would have told me when I was younger, when I was starting <laughs> to play sports. I wish somebody would have said, "Hey, you don't want to do this. You kind of want to do the baseball thing." Uh-huh. And or you know, these guys get these fully guaranteed. I, I wanted to play basketball, Mike. I just you know capped out, maxed out in height. I was a power forward. I said, "Hey, six six power forward oh, in the NBA." Could have been Charles Barkley, man. No, 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 no. My game wasn't that good. You know, I was more of a Ben Wallace type. Yeah, so I yeah, needed yeah. at least like there six eight, six nine. Deep pull. I like and that. Stop for me, but um, yeah, that's a whole lot of money. And, a whole lot of money, and you know, never thought that Aaron Judge, like you said, would play for anybody other than the New York Yankees. But you know, it's not a new era, and it's new money as well. So congratulations to him because that's unbelievable. Well, hopefully, those Yankee fans that were booing Aaron Judge after a 62 home run season during the playoffs are still happy that Aaron Judge didn't hold any grudges and is coming back for the next nine years. That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at six thirty.